Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, on today's show, we've got one of the biggest shows of the year, let's face it, it's Team List Tuesday, so we're going to be talking through all 16 team lists in this episode, plenty to talk about, we're going to be going through the big ins, the big outs, all the relevance to NRL Supercoach in 2023 for round one, and the changes that we've made to our own teams, I don't know about you Matty, but I've made a fair few, um, I'm your host the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my host the Supercoach Matrix, and mate, how many times have you changed your team in the last three hours? None, actually. <laughs> I was driving Mate, and got home. Um, <laughs> I might have to send you to the bin for that. That's just unsupercoach-like. <laughs> no, no. Like, I've had a look, and I've probably changed it once or twice. But, um, yeah, I did. I'd planned around some changes, and I didn't get thrown as many spanners as probably you did after unpacking our team list last night. So... Yeah, just the one spanner. It was a pretty big one, though. Um, but, mate, before we dive in, guys, hit that like, hit the subscribe, hit the follow, regardless of whether you're either watching us on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow along so you get the notifications to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes moving forward. Plenty of bangers coming up. Um, also, secondly, before we move into teams, our unlimited code for NRL Supercoach 2023 is 451840. That's 451840. Go in the running to win a Supercoach ring. Hop on the podcast at the end of the year. Tell us all your secrets. Tell us how you did it. Talk through all your tactics and get known in the community. And lastly, before we dive in, comment below. Let us know what changes that you have made in the last couple of hours since the teams dropped because there's plenty of chat to be had, I think, over the next, let's say, hour, hour and a bit uh, as we cover all 16 teams because there's a lot going on, Matty. I'm pretty excited to dive in. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I'm just excited for footy to be back. 
that's the uh, that's the real thing to unpack. Um, yeah, look, tomorrow I'll uh, have a candlelit dinner with my wife, and then I'll see her again on Monday. You mean October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Monday the third of October. <laughs> um, mate, let's dive in. Let's dive into the the first talking point here. Thursday the second of March, first game of the year. Actually, a pretty good game. We've got Parramatta yeah. Eels versus Melbourne Storm. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. I'm pretty excited to watch this one. I'm excited to watch. Honestly, I'd watch the Dragons versus the Dolphins at the moment. But, um, yeah, no, Eels in the storm to start. I still um, probably wouldn't watch Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, no. I, there might I, be a hockey game or something on. Yeah, I'm sure that Curling. the, uh, Curling. I'm sure that the I'm Washington not- Wizards are playing a replay on Fox Sports or something like that at 8 p.m. Yeah, you can follow us for our curling podcast later. So. <laughs> Good shout. Mate, what we'll do with, with these, we're not going to go through 1-17. to 17. We've got extended benches, mate. We'll be talking about 400 players by the time we get to the end of it. So the way we'll structure these podcasts for Teamless Tuesday, we'll talk about all the relative talking points when we're talking about NRL Supercoach because, let's face it, this is a fantasy sports podcast. So we'll go through all the talking points from Supercoach level, um, anything that needs kind of ins and outs, the changes, uh, and then we'll just continue to fly through these teams. So we're not going to name them 1-17, to 17, but, mate, Parramatta Eels, there's a bit going on. It's a yeah, Cardi but- party in the second row. Yeah, yeah. I think we can jump straight to the second row because everything is as expected in the first, probably eight there, um, unless we want to mention the fact that there is no backup hooker on the bench and Josh Hodgson could be in for 80. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, well, it looks like he has to be, really. I don't know whether there's going to be anybody. I mean, I mean we look at the bench at Jorah Mamasia, Jack Murchie, Greg, and Makahesi Makatoa. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know whether any of them can jump into Uka. Um So Josh Hodgson locked in for 80. That's going to be a test for him. But it's for not me, something, it's just too much It's not something uncertainty. I expected. No, not at all. And, I mean, look at his price. I can understand why people would probably jump in and go, ooh, that, that's enticing. Um but there's way too many good options at Hooker this year for you to waste it's, a spot on a Josh Hodgson. It's Tanner Boyd price, and Josh Hodgson will not be goal-kicking. And also, we need to remember Mitch Rain is on the extended bench. So that, you know what these coaches do. They'll name – and it's round one. They'll name – they don't really care what they name their team. They've got 25 spots or whatever it is. So I, I don't – it wouldn't surprise me if Mitch Rain came in on this bench as a bit of a utility hooker if Josh Hodgson wasn't feeling 100%. Yeah. Um in the second row, when we've got Cartwright and Matt Dory, it's – I didn't see Cartwright getting a spot, did you? No, not at all. A bit of a smoky, this one. I mean, he had a broken jaw through the preseason, so didn't play any preseason games, which is a concern for me. When I see the name Bryce Cartwright on a team sheet starting, it just gives me tingles, you know. Yeah. Back, it takes me back to 2018 <laughs> when uh, the Cardi party was in full force. So I can understand why people would be looking at him and be very tempted, but we need to remember that Sean Lane could honestly be back in two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, you might not even get a price rise from Cartwright before he drops back to the bench and all the money that you made in the first two weeks ends up nullified by Lane coming back. So Yeah, he's only 234K. I don't see a lot of risk there, but I'd rather um, I'd rather add his other edge partner there in Matt Dory. I think that's a lot more secure. Do you think it's just due to the fact that Madison is out for the first three rounds. You know, you pretty much secured that price rise at least once. Yeah, they were bringing... Yeah, I think at least we're going to get that. 
Um, Bryce Cartwright, Sean Lane, um, Maddo. I think that they might use Maddo as a bit of a utility, whether that'll affect Hopgood. I think Hopgood is very, very good at football from what I've seen. Um, and I think that he will secure that spot. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where they're going to go from there, but Maddo's going to come into the team. He's going to play minutes. Sean Lane, oh, I heard it might be five weeks away, um, but it, if, if it is three or four, um, yeah, Cartwright drops out. I think that they leave Murchie on the bench. Maybe Cartwright drops out of the team completely at his age. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the, the logical choice there, but it just depends. It just depends how he goes in the first couple of rounds. He might show prime Cardi. You just don't I know. Think, I think Dory's a lot better chance of playing 80 minutes than Cartwright is. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that looking at their bench. Um, I mean, Murchie will come in on an edge. Does he come in on Cartwright's edge or does he come in on Dory's edge? That's that's the question, really. Um I, I see Dory being the 80-minute uh, player based on the fact that Cartwright hasn't had a lot of football under his belt, uh, a lot of match fitness under his belt the last couple of years. So uh, Dory is my pick out of the two. Yeah, I wonder if um, when Lane or Maddo comes back, maybe Cartwright drops out of the team completely. And then when they're both back, maybe Dory's the 60, you know, Dory's not going to be the 80-minute guy then. Um, but we're going to get some price rises out of it before then. And, um, yeah, we're going to open the dory. Speaking of price rises, William Warbrick is named on the wing. So oh. he's got a wing spot. He'll likely be on the uh, – it just depends. I mean, he probably ends up on the left wing, doesn't he? Xavier Coates, preferred right winger from memory. Yep. yep. So Warbrick on the left wing. You know lo- teams love to go right to left, don't they? It's um, – yeah. Very exciting. Uh, Warbrick's in my team. He's, he's, he's an absolute lock for me. I think he's a must. Yeah, and Rugby Sevens looked really good in the trials. Injuries to Olam has opened the door. Now 37% owned, bottom dollar. I love going bottom dollar in centre wing, and Warbrick uh, might have the best name in the comp. Sorry, Viliami Fafita. <laughs> yeah, built like a Warbrick shithouse, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. Uh, let's talk about the edges at Melbourne Storm because that's pretty relevant there. I mean, they haven't made too many other changes aside from what we were expecting from these guys. But Elias Akatoa and Trent Liera have got the edges, um, the, the second row to start. Do they play 80? Yeah, that's looking a big, at the bench. That's a big question. I think one of them will play 80, and I think we're going to have to flip the coin. It just depends, like, whether. Obviously, uh, Katoa is a lot more damaging, whether they want to save him and and use him, you know, how dynamic he is, play him in lesser minutes uh, for more impact. And Loyera just plods along, plays plays his natural game. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, Katoa's worked, he's had to work his way into my team. Um, I would have liked to have a look first, but I think TLT's forced my hand. So, so you're saying that... Katoa's in your team at the moment? Katoa's in my team at the moment. Oof. Saucy. Love it. So you did make a change? Yeah, yeah. I I reckon that was longer than three hours ago. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Actually, it's been four and a half hours since the team's <laughs> dropped, so fair call. Yeah. Um, one last point here with the Eels before we move on is Bailey Simonson named on the wing. So their back line is at 100%. So they've got Sevo and Simonson on the wings. You've got Panasini and Wonga Blake. Now, it was actually looking like Simonson would probably miss the first three to four weeks of the season. That's not the case. Um, so we're, we're getting a look at their full-strength back line here. 
So that's a that's a really interesting one for Parramatta because I, I wouldn't have picked that. I would have thought that uh, either a Hayes Dunster or I know Sean Russell suspended for the first round. Uh, Hayes Dunster potentially comes in there. I wasn't actually thinking that Wonga Blake was coming back already yet uh, from I think it was a fractured arm or broken arm through the preseason. So, um, Simonson could be worth a look at 394. He's only 1% owned. Could be a bit of a pod. I like him maybe more than a Perham or someone. Yeah, I'm not looking like, at him, really. I'm I like many saying. more players in Perham. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think he's a look for me. I, I think so. Like, they, they love going right to left. We know Parramatta are just going to force the um, Mike Acevo side. So, I'm um, looking at Acevo or nobody there in that back line. Focusing on how wrong we were about um, Isaiah Katoa, uh, we definitely weren't wrong about Jack Howarth. 16% owned and nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and that should probably drop to 0%. But let's face it, there will be a people that have probably set their team up maybe a month ago and, and haven't touched it and won't change it. So he'll say, he'll sit in 5% of teams for some reason. But He's, n- he's not going to play. He won't play. Not a chance. We haven't seen him in the trials. That was the ultimate test to see whether Bellyache was going to play him, and, and he hasn't. So that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Young Tonna Mapea um, over – there was a bit of chat that Grant Anderson was going to earn that spot. Um yeah, it's good area. Anderson on the extended bench. We'll see what happens there. Um, but at yeah. the moment, it's looking like young Tonomapay has got it. So. And there's no there's no Munster at fullback. I expected that. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely no Munster at fullback. I think we could see it uh, if they lose three games in a row or something. But, um, yeah, for now, Nick Meany, 640, goal kicker in a really good team. Absolutely, mate. Let's move on. Friday night, 6 p.m. We've got a game at Sky Stadium in Wellington, so not about smart, but we've got the Warriors versus the Knights. Mate, this should eat. This should be a shit show. There should be a fair bit going on here, super coach wise because there probably could be a lot of points scored in this game. Yeah, I think it's 5 o'clock in Queensland, so um, I missed the first half, which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got Charles Nicholas-Klockstad, who's named at fullback, as expected. We thought he would line up at fullback, and, and I think that probably solidifies a lot of the choices in, in people are making in the centre wing with him. Is he in your um, team? No, not in mine. So yep. I'll talk about the change I made. It's a pretty big one. But uh, everybody would have noticed, I'm sure, last night that I added Greg Marju into my team, and uh, <laughs> he did not get named. So uh, that, that's a that's a big one. No, Marju, Heimel Hunt named on the wing for the Newcastle Knights. It looks like they're going for a bit of a more uh, defensive-focused uh, centre and wing. Uh, it looks like Marju probably, and there's no injury there, so Marju just wasn't selected. He's so not even on the with, reserves. Gone with Heimel Hunt and Anari Tuala. So, and I think Bradman Best will play on that left, and then Tanara, uh, Tuala will play on the right with Dom Young. But interesting. Um, we've got Lachlan Miller playing at the back. I think there's a few people that are in that are pretty invested in Lachlan Miller. I, I still need to see a bit from this spine first, and I need to see them play together before I actually back Lockie Miller. But he's a good player. Jackson Ford is the one that I'm interested in. So he's actually got the starting gig over Josh Curran, which I'm really surprised about. I mean, we said it the other day when we thought, you know, this could potentially happen because that's what happened in the second trial for New Zealand is that they went with Jackson Ford over Josh Curran, which are they looking for impact from Curran on the bench? Um, I'd say you'd have to be because Curran is a better footballer, more experience. Um, 
pretty solid super coach player too. So, mate, I'm, I'm I'd lie if I said I'm not looking at Josh uh, Jackson Ford. He's a he's a really good option at the moment. I'm just very uncertain about what this bench looks like with Bunty Yafoa. You've got Josh Curran and you've also got Tom Ale. Yeah, there's there's three forwards there that could easily just come in. Jackson Ford takes a sting out of the game and gets the meat and potatoes kind of stats, and then shifts back to the bench and plays probably forty minutes for the game. So bit yeah, of risk I'm, there, but he's not paying. He doesn't I'm, cost much. I'm going to so. have to have a look first. I would have been a bit more confident in Murata Niakore's minutes if um if Curran was starting beside him. I don't really see Jackson Ford taking too many minutes off him, but yeah. We'll just have to wait and see, I think, with this. Yeah, and we know Wade Egan's not going to play – he's not going to play 80 minutes, so that's why Dylan Walker's there. They'll either use him through the middle or they'll use him at hooker or probably a little bit of both. So um, these guys have lined up pretty much how we expected. So there's yep. not really too many talking points there, man. But I I did notice one thing. Uh, Kurt Mann starting at 13, Adam Elliott in the 15 jumper. Do you think that's just injury-related? <sighs> I'd say they're looking to work Adam Elliott into his into his workload. I think obviously he was working through that groin injury through the preseason, and then he rolled his ankle. I think it was what like a week out uh, from the second trial. So I'd say that it's a it's a workload related thing for Adam Elliott. I think we'll see him starting at lock in round two. Um, I picked him up in a draft that I did recently, um, so I don't love him off the bench, but that's I'd- okay. I think long term he'll be his starting lock. I'd love it in classic if we do, you know, if he does that for a couple of weeks and we get a price reduction. Um, I think we've both had him in our team in the, you know, in the last three weeks. Um, good footy player. Didn't expect Kurt Mann to take too many minutes off him. So, No, not at all. Not at all. Um, nothing to talk about with that bench there. Um, aside no. from Adam Elliott, Phoenix Crossland, Jack Hetherington. These guys aren't really relevant at this point off the bench. So, mate, let's move on to... The next game, this could be a banger, mate. I'm just going to sit back. You can take us through this one because it's the Penrith Panthers versus the Broncos at Blue Bet Stadium. That's going to be a real big challenge for the Broncos, that one. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, even with not a full-strength Panthers side, uh, yeah, the Broncos. It's not a full-strength Broncos side either with Walsh out. Um, but, yeah, you've got Tarova winning that winger spot with the Panthers. Um, To'o in the five. Look, sort of lines up how we sort of thought with the Panthers. Um, Sonny Luke off the bench. Uh, they're expecting 55 minutes, I've heard from him. And, um, yeah, Hosking not even in the team. So uh, Luke Garner's going to be very well owned, I think. Yeah. I think the people that jumped off him might be uh, jumping back on the Luke Garner train after looking at this bench with, I mean, let's face it, Scott Sorensen could easily steal some minutes on that left edge. He yep. can play in the middle and he can play on an edge. So I'd, that's probably the one concern. Spencer Lenu through the middle, Jamin Salmon. That I'm a little bit confused around how they're going to use Jamin Salmon, though, to be fair, named in the 17. Um, that'll be an interesting one because they've got guys like Matt Eisenhuth uh, on the extended bench that they could easily bring in, um, in in place of Jamin Salmon. So we'll see how that plays out. But big talking points for the, the Penrith Panthers are Taruva that wins that wing spot over McLean. Um, I think everybody was watching that one pretty closely, weren't they? Uh, just yeah. to basically pick up whoever got that wing spot. And that's the reason I sort of had to make some changes. I just wanted to look at my team. If I had 200K cheapy on the wing for the Panthers instead of Taruva, um, yeah, allowed me to have, you know, a better second rower, um, but step back to Katoa and pretty happy there. Um, but the Broncos, um, big Selly Cobbo at, uh, at fullback. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Jesse Arthur's on the wing uh, with Reese Walsh being injured. Uh, looks like Adam Reynolds is uh, over his little niggle that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big Renzi. He's good to go, apparently. Yeah, I, I saw a report and it was, I think it was from Wacko's Whispers or whatever, that Corey Pakes had won the spot from Billy Walters, but it looks like Billy Walters is going to start and Corey Pakes will come in as that impact player. Um, yeah, anybody that thought Jordan Ricky or someone like that, there was going to be big changes there. Um, it just sort of lined up as expected. I'm quite apprehensive about taking too much from these team lists, though, because, I mean, look, we're, you know, they, they can name these teams however they want, really, as long as they get their 17. They can change things whenever they want with that extended – and they've got an extended bench that they can use as well. You, I mean, I don't see any of these guys coming in. Maybe Brendan Piakura, but, again, is he going to take Palacia's spot? Is he gonna, he's not going to take Marty Tepau or Flegler. So, yeah. But they could easily switch Pakes and, and Walters there as well. That's a really big bench for the Broncos. Um, yeah, I thought Flegler would start, but you know, maybe the maybe he's a bit out of favour uh, with the news that he's going across town. So, I think that's the that's the, the truth with Corey Jensen. I mean, you know, why would why are you going to start if you have got a guy that's level pegging or relatively even in position? You're going to play the guy that's committed to the club versus the guy that hasn't. So, um, that makes sense, mate. Mitch Kenny and and uh, and Sonny Luke. We, we saw that playing out that way. You mentioned 55 minutes for, for Sonny Luke. I'd be stoked if he got 55 minutes because then he's a genuine option for us. He, he scores at about a point a minute, really good attacking upside. Uh, Mitch Kenny takes a sting out of the game, and then Sonny Luke comes in and rips him up through the ruck. Um, that could be quite a, a close watch, and I'll be watching very closely on Sonny Luke to see how he goes, not, not only because I have him in a draft, but because I think he could be a genuine classic option. Yeah, they did that last year, bringing Appy off the bench. Um towards the end of the year, and they had a lot of success with it. So everybody that thought uh, Appy was uh, – Appy, uh, Sonny was going to get that spot, don't be disheartened by seeing Mitch Kenny starting. For sure. Um, anything else to say on this Panthers versus Broncos game, mate? It seems like they lined up relatively similar to what we thought, aside from Jesse Arthurs, who's come in on the wing. But, again, that's because Race Walsh is out and then Selwyn Cobbo shifted to the back. Yeah, I think it's probably – Pretty important just to note maybe who we're, who we're looking at in our teams. Um, I've got Taruva. Um, I've got to I've, of course, got Cleary. Um, you know, I've had big looks at, at Patrick Carrigan and a few guys like that. But, um, yeah, no real Broncos in my team, really. So yeah, no, um, no Lugana for me. Um, I've been yeah, looking at Isaac fan. Tungo, and I'll tell you what, I'm very tempted to take him over To'o to start the season, which sounds pretty insane, but I'm just looking, I'm looking for a pod. Uh, and I feel like Tungo could match it with Toa this year and probably even outdo him based on the structure of, of what Penrith Panthers' attack looks like. You know what? I think I'd look harder if Toa was less, uh, was, was more owned. He's only 19% owned, um, which, you know, I don't really consider a big antipod. I consider where Luke Garner's owned uh, to be an antipod. Um, but yeah, Toa, I actually expected him to be in a lot more teams. So actually, Luke Garner's only 14% owned now. He was like 30% at one stage. It's crazy how many people follow the crowd, isn't it? I mean, he went up as quick as he went down. So Paddy Carrigan is a guy I looked at as well, mate. I know you're a big Paddy Carrigan fan, so am I. Um, Just gets his work done. Um, Have you looked at him at all? Yeah, I think he'd be a massive luxury uh, to have in your team. I think he'd be quite like having Payne Haas or somebody in years past. You're paying up for start. Not going to expect a massive uptick. He might hit 700K. 
but I think you're going to get what's advertised on the box, and I think you're going to get a lot of points. I do see a bit of an uptick for him this year, um, but, yeah, it's hard to pay up with so many good 400K options um, where you yep. can bolster in somewhere where maybe you can make 200K. I don't think you're going to make that out of um, yeah, out of Paddy Carrigan. Yeah, not much upside, but pretty solid, um, really low floor, uh, high floor. So... Mate, let's move on. Saturday, first Saturday game, 3 p.m. is uh, Manly Sea Eagles versus the Bulldogs over at Four Pines Park. And Manly just got to go over the bridge for the boys from uh, from Belmore. So, bit to talk about here. I know, obviously, they've lined up very similar to what we thought. Cooper John starting at the six in replace of uh, Josh Schuster. Um, the, the back line looks exactly the same as what we expected. Jake Turbo and Sean Kepi have done that swap from prop to lock, um, as we expected they did and as we saw in that second trial. Does that make you look at either of these guys? I would love to have Jerbo in my team. Uh, of course, Kepi's a lot easier to slot in at 270K, and I will be looking at getting Kepi in my team. I didn't have him. I was waiting to see what they're going to do. I heard maybe five days ago that maybe that was just something that they tried out for the trial. But I love Jerbo at prop for Supercoach and oh, for footy in general. And, um, yeah, when a 270K guy starts for um, a quality team like the Sea Eagles, you got to look at him, hey? I think Jerbo averaged, like, between 65 and 70 for about three or four years straight in Supercoach. The guy's just a workhorse in Supercoach. He just accumulated points like no other player. He was a lock and load. He was one of the guys who picked at the start of the season. You didn't touch him. You just yeah. rode the whole year with him. Um, I reckon he could probably get back to Supercoach relevance at prop this year because I think he's going to be not required to do as much ball playing out the back. He was a bit of a link man, I think, at lock. Whereas I feel like now he's going to get down and dirty. He's going to make a lot more runs. He's going to be. He's going to get that arm free and look for that offload for that quick. He's going to get the quick play of the balls and stuff. So I think Jerbo could be a great option. Five hundred. It's a shame he's probably six percent fifty k overpriced for me. Yeah, like I look at it and I open up my super coach and I was like, yes, let's let's find a way to get Jerbo in there. And are you going to drop Christian Welch? Probably not. Are you going to downgrade Stefano? Probably not. You've got nowhere to go with a bloke like uh, Davy um, or anyone like that. Like, yeah, you don't. Jerbo was four fifty k. Oh, he'd be I in. would probably play him over Welch. It's just the price, the extra sixty k. You can do some good things with, um, and I have managed to squeeze my salary cap dry with the change that I've made in the last couple of hours. So, Sean Kepi, though, he's in for me. I don't know about you, but 277,000 dual position front row, second row. Um, God, that that's that's juicy for super coach. I'm all over Sean Kepi if he keeps that starting lock roll. Yeah, I have to shuffle if I'm going to get Moali up to Kepi, and it's going to mean lower, uh, Trent Loyera instead of Katoa. I don't love that either, um, but I do love the upside in Kepi. Um, yeah, stay He's posted. a fun fact, mate. Keep this in mind if you're making that decision. Trent Liero, two years ago, played a few games and played 80 minutes and averaged 50 in base. Yeah, right. So he's no he's no chump. He's not bad. He's only 4% um, owned too. Katoa, big upside. I think big attacking upside, but probably, you, it, you know, when you're looking for base stats and something a little bit more reliable, Liero could be your guy. So worth, worth thinking about. I'm not even sure I'd need to play that guy with um, how many I think Hopgood's going to get, so... Yeah, fair call. Let's keep um, unpacking it. Let's go. Uh, mate, the, the bench makeup for Manly is 
bizarre. Uh, they, they've got KO Weeks, who, don't get me wrong, very, very talented footballer. Then they've got Benny Trebojevic as well. How are they going to use him? Are they going to use him on an edge? I don't see them using him in the middle at all. So they're going to be relying on Josh Alloyer off the bench as their only middle forward. Got, yeah, I wonder uh, if they just didn't have a utility and they've just sort of added Burbo in there. Um, the KO Weeks should be that guy. Yeah, Because KO okay. Weeks is probably going to be playing either 5'8", halfback, fullback, really, like... Uh, it's a, just a weird bench makeup. I, I honestly would not be surprised if this changes before uh, before the game on Saturday. So, uh, I mean, when we look at their reserve bench, we've got Morgan Harper there. Gordon Chen come Tong will play as a backup hooker or utility if he comes onto the bench. I thought Sipley uh, would be in there, but that's my that was a, exactly what I was about to say. I feel like Sipley could easily be this guy that slips onto the bench for Ben Trubovich. So, I, I don't know. That's one to watch. But yeah. Um, Mate, Bulldogs, obviously everybody's been watching them very closely. Uh, Paul Alamotti's the guy, really. Um, you've got to have him in your team, don't you? Yep. He looks like a a Talakai that's not going to disappoint me. Center wing, 200K, basement price, starting center. Thanks for coming. Yep. Um, Hayes Perham, 379K. Are uh, you looking at him? Uh, even after some poor performances, they didn't move Avarillo across. Um, yeah, I find that a bit baffling, but they must believe in him. So, I think it's more so they're trying to stick to their structures on their wings and centers. I think they want to make sure they develop those um, co- that that cohesion between their centers and their wings. They don't want to mess with their fullback too much. I, I feel like obviously with um, Stephen Crichton coming across from the Penrith Panthers for next year, he knows that, they, that they've paid him fullback money. He'll be playing fullback for the Bulldogs next year. There's no point in throwing somebody in as a placeholder fullback from the centers who could be potentially playing center next year. Yep. So let's, let's jump further down the list. I actually expected RFM to be wearing the number 13 jersey. What do you think? This makes no sense at all. Farmanu Brown at lock. This is a really bizarre decision that will change before the game. It has to. 5.30 p.m. I'll be looking at Teamless at 4.30 and expecting somebody else to be playing lock, like Corey Waddell. I think Corey Waddell will probably end up starting at lock on Saturday. Um, it's it's hard to see Farmanu Brown starting at lock, but in saying that, he is very versatile. I just don't know whether he's the guy that you need as a starting lock yeah. uh, in round one, well, uh, as opposed to the other options that you have. So well, I thought I Preston, Preston would be in the 12, RFM would be in the 13. And uh, that could oh, happen too. This is after the Luke Thompson news. Um, yeah, he got stretched off about six hours ago. Gus came out on Twitter and said that, yeah, he could be, could be the year. Six months, they've said minimum, which essentially is the season realistically. You're not going to, I mean, are the Bulldogs going to play finals footy? I'd probably say no this year. Um, yeah, that there's a bit of shuffling to do in this lineup here. It's a bit of a bizarre 13. Um, but again, th- this could be great news for Franklin Pele or Jacob Preston. Oh, if I could guarantee that Pele's going to be there for a little while, I would. There's only so many bench spots at front row forward, though. You try and get Kepi in, you've got Moali. Um, Pele's a bit cheaper than Moali, but I think job security might be a bit better. Mate, their front row is thin, very thin. Mm. You've got Max King, you've got Ryan Sutton. I mean, Kikau's an edge forward. Fatala Marin is yep. an edge forward. He can play a little bit of middle, but he's more so an edge forward. And then you've got Corey Waddell who can play in the middle, and then Pele who can play in the middle. That's kind of that's kind of it. 
I mean, Jacob Preston's an edge forward. Who yep. else do you bring in? Jacob, Jaden Tanner. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be using him as a utility for Reed Marnie or, or whoever is needed. Yeah. I reckon Franklin Pelé gets 40-plus minutes in round one. Um, big call. Yeah, let's see how that plays out. Because, I mean, Max King, we know he can play big minutes. He'll probably play 55 to 60. But can Ryan Sutton play 60-plus? Probably don't not. Know. No, I don't think so. Fatala Mariner then needs to play 80. Kickout needs to play 80. There's a lot going on. So I, I reckon Franklin Pelé gets a good crack at this. I thought Andrew Davey would be in... The 17. Is he injured? He might be, but I just see he's named in the reserves there. Yeah, I think he may be given until team lists are named to to give it a crack and and see if he can get named. Who drops out then? Nobody of relevance. Not really. I think you'd either drop out Preston or Pele, but, I mean, they've they've been talking about the fact that Preston's going to play and make his debut. So I don't know whether he drops out. Maybe they back Reed Marnie to play 80 and Tanner drops out and Davey slots onto the bench. So. Yep. Um, that's probably the way that I'd see it. And Jackson Tapine is a seriously good player as well in the 22 jersey. So yeah. they've got so many options. But, I mean, they are a little bit thin in terms of experience. So I think Franklin Pele's proved himself enough to be able to get some good minutes in round one. So we'll see. That's a that's a very close watch at a nearly basement price. Yeah, good chat. Bulldogs have improved. Sea Eagles 13+. plus. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Cowboys versus the Raiders, mate. Cowboys are playing up at QCB Stadium. At, uh, is it 5.30? Yep. Yep. Uh, mate, no Papa Lee in this one. So we've got Pasami Solo starting in the eight jersey. Whatever you do, don't get on him because we know that Papa Lee is very close. Uh, you know, he's I probably he'd touch and go for round one. So uh, people jumping on Pasami Solo thinking, yeah, he's a great bottom dollar cheapie in the front row. Um, he will play probably one or two games. Maybe he'll slot back to the bench then and you end up with a basically non-playing reserve or a bit of a NPR trap, really, um, that ruins your loophole. So, yeah, you don't want you don't want that. But, yeah, no Papali. Cotter prop Tomalolo lock. I can see that switching. I think Tomalolo will play a bit more of a lock role and Cotter will slot back into – sorry, uh, Tomalolo will play a prop role. Uh, yep. And Cotter will probably play a little bit more at lock. Um, Cohen Hess, for me, starts, uh, which they is expect, they not... Said that. They said that was going to happen, but that's not going to happen continuously. That's uh, obviously when uh, Luciano Leilua comes back into this lineup or Highland Lukey, either of those guys will slot straight into that number 11 jersey when that when that comes yep. around. So. Yeah, it's not 2015, so... A um, couple of weird ones. Granville on the bench, we knew that was going to happen. That's fine because I think that doesn't affect Cotter too much. Uh, sorry, Reese Robson too much. I think he still probably plays close to 80 minutes. The weird one for me is Corey Harawira Naira playing at lock. Did you see that coming? No. I've actu- I have actually picked up Horsburgh in draft expecting him to be named the 13, but Ricky Roulette strikes again. Perfect example, isn't it? It's not even round one. We haven't even had a kickoff yet. Ricky Roulette's already kicked in. Would you like to know from my draft a week ago? I'm not sure it was in the draft that I'm in with you. I added Corey Horsburgh and I added Jordan Rapana, thinking that he would probably pay fullback until Coates, uh, till um, Xavier Savage come back. So, yeah. Well, that's your own fault then because, I mean, you're playing Ricky Roulette, aren't you? I'm playing Ricky Roulette and I have mad regrets. Um, Smith Shields, Harley Smith Shields comes in and starts at centre as well. So we know, Zav- like you just mentioned, Xavier Savage is going to miss six weeks. Yep. Um, so that's the stage where obviously they, 
Jordan Rapan is 33 years old now. I don't think he's got the legs. I think he's actually come out and quoted the fact that he just doesn't have the legs. He doesn't have the fitness to be able to play at fullback. Yep. So Sebastian Chris has gone back there. But as soon as Chris, uh, sorry, as soon as uh, Xavier Savage is back in, in round six, uh, Chris will shift back to center. Smith Shields drops out and Savage goes back to fullback. Do you, so. do you think that it could be a play to add Harley Smith Shields, knowing that uh, Savage is coming back, knowing that he's going to lose his position, knowing that you could move on, maybe get a bit of a price rise, or do you think if you're going for that goal, just go two hundred, go two hundred and fourteen k rather than going three hundred k? Let me tell you, three two hundred k bottom dollar cheapies, Cam Pereira, Alamotti. I mean, you could even take. Uh, we've got Jack Bostock, you've got Warbrick, you've got these guys, all the four of them, to be fair, that I've mentioned, I'd probably take over Smith Shields just due to the fact that they're 100K cheaper. Yep. So I don't know whether he's that mid-300K guy that you're looking for. I think you'd probably prefer Isaac Thompson at 30K more than yep. Smith Shields considering that he's playing on a lethal right wing yep. for the Rabbitohs. So. Um, no, Zach, me. no, Zach Wilford. Interesting one, isn't it? But, I mean, look, fuck, these guys are stacked at hooker, aren't they? You've got Danny yeah. Levi, they've got Tom Starling. Like, those are your two hookers that you started I wish, with, I wish Starling was. I wish Starling was playing um, 80 minutes. I hate yeah, him off the bench. He'd, he'd be in my team if he yeah. was playing 80 minutes. But, yeah. again, Ricky Roulette's not going to let that happen. So Ricky Roulette, it just – in draft, maybe I just forgot for a second what happens with the milk. And, yeah, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, the milk's off. Left yep. it in the, left it out for too long, mate. Yeah. Um, you want to get a go to the sharks any versus other... the rabbitos, or is there anyone yeah, else you want to chat about? Yeah. No, I think that's honestly relevant enough. Se- I mean, we've, we've covered everybody we needed to. Seven thirty so. Saturday night uh, was probably going to be the game of the round um, until Braden Trindle started playing NRL football. You're a big fan of Braden Trindle. I wonder if I got a throwback. I might have to find one um, because you're you're not a fan of Braden Trindle at all, are you? Oh, I just don't think he's very good. We watched that All-Stars game, which was basically a trial, and, um, yeah, it looked like me running out there. So he's pretty good then? <laughs> no. No. So, you, I mean, and, mate, no Nico Hines is a big talking point here, isn't it? It is. So, it is. Know, injury, touch and to. go. They've been talking about it all week going, oh, we don't know whether he's going to play. These are ducks and drapes, mate. There, there was no way in the world Nico Hines was going to play. It came out early in the week. I think it came out on Monday evening that he wasn't going to play. And it, oh, sorry, Sunday evening that he wasn't going to play and that it, he was touch and go. And then Nico comes out on Monday going, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be given until uh, the captain's run to, to have a crack. And, and then they haven't named him on the Tuesday. Um, so there's no, can you, there's no way you can start with Nico Hines at 900,000 with a calf complaint, a calf niggle. Um, you can't do it, can you? Not a chance. I've seen the argument of people talking online basically saying, I'm going to hold Nico Hines. That's oh, ludicrous. They're, they're wrong, for starters. Um, yeah. He's still 18% owned. Um, yeah, that's Jack Howarth numbers. You can't. You can't spend 900k and keep him on your bench as a non-player. Uh, I mean, because realistically, there's rumour out there that this could last for four weeks. He could be out for four weeks. 900K is going to be really hard to find. I understand that. And you are going to going to want him. If you're playing head-to-head, maybe you think that you can run a 
you know, run Cleary, sit him off on the bench, play Tanner Boyd at hooker or something. But I just want to tell you, you can bolster your team elsewhere. You'll get some price rises if he's out for four weeks. If he's out for four weeks and misses those first three games, Sharks could be 0-3, but I'm going to be getting Nico in at his price tag. I'm going to just find a way. Round four and five, I think he versus Warriors and Tigers or something. It's, yes. It's a, it's a nice round four and five before the round six bye. What would be the perfect world for us would be that he has the first four weeks off, comes back a bit slow, doesn't find his feet, struggles a little bit, goes and has a bye round six, every, and then we can pick him up in round seven, and then you just hold him for the year. And, I mean, even if you pick him up round eight, let his price drop if he has a couple of slow rounds, he comes back in round four. I don't think with the guys so he's playing, they're going, to be, they're going to be slow rounds, though. I know there's a bye that could help him When I'm talking it. a slow round, though, Matty, I, I, I'd call a slow round a 60 yeah. or a 70. <laughs> um, for Nico Hines, mate, I'd be stoked with a 70 because I think he's at priced at an 86 average. So you can easily make 50 grand by him having a slow 70 to start the season. Yep. So, And that's important in centre wing and those positions that you're looking to work up to players. Uh, probably, you know, possibly a couple of players playing on the wing for this Sharks team. Um, they're all a premium price, these centres and wingers. Um, but, yeah, I think everybody's going to have a Sharks centre or winger at some stage this year, don't you think? Is it going to be Talakai, you reckon? I hope not. I hope not. I can't wait. For <laughs> you know he's going to. You know he's going to tease us, mate. He is going to tempt me, and um, maybe if Wade Graham breaks a leg, I'll add Talakai. Yeah, fair call. I like it. I don't mind that shout. Um, mate, Teague Wilton, though, another big talking point. He's got that left edge role, and we knew that that's what was going to happen leading into this team list. But that's a lot of relevance at four hundred and ninety thousand. Yeah, is he in yes. your team? Ah, uh, no, he's not anymore. He was he was last night. I changed it to Egan Butcher this morning, and I've went to Katoa or Loyera today. So, yeah, cool. Okay, I can't argue against Wilton. I think he does need eighty minutes though. So we'll we'll see how that plays out with Wade Graham on the bench. There is a small amount of uncertainty for me. You know that what he doesn't play eighty. You minutes. know what's bigger? A bigger question mark for me. How does Cam McInnes, Wade Graham, and Oregon Kafusi get their minutes? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, Dale Finucane won't play. He'll play 50. Yep. He's not an 80-minute lock. Yep. Um, so is Wade Graham going to come in lock. there? So I think Wade Graham plays in the middle. 
I think he plays as that link man through the middle of the field. So he's going to take um, over know that- for Nurkin for 30 minutes. Where does Cam McInnes come in? Uh, I reckon they'll You're probably playing- play him through the middle as well. Or they could play Finucane up front, shift McInnes to lock. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shuffling that can be done here. I think McInnes and, and Wade Graham play in the middle this year. Uh, and then you've got Kafusi and Jack Williams. It, it's... There's a lot of shuffling. There's a lot of things going on in this lineup, and the bench doesn't really make sense to me considering you've got so many versatile guys that aren't actually locked into a middle or an edge. Yeah, that's so, that's my issue. That's my issue, trying to work out where all these guys are going to play. Because the main concern if I'm the coach, for me is the bench. Yeah, if I'm the coach, Cam McInnes is getting a lot of minutes. You know, I've still got Wade Graham in my team. You're paying him. You're playing him. Uh, you've got Oregon Kafusi. Good young footballer. You're not going to, you know, he's going to play more than 18 minutes a game, I'm presuming. Um, and there's talk of Teague Wilton getting 80 minutes. I'm not sure I see it. I see Britton Nakora getting 80 minutes. And that's my concern is that do can you even get these guys on the field if you've got Nakora and Wilton both playing 80 minutes on an edge? That means that basically every other player needs to play through the middle. Williams, Kafusi. Graham McInnes, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, Toby Rudolph. You, you've only got so many players that you can use through the middle of the field. So it it's a really interesting lineup. So there's a lot to watch there. And, and for me, that's why I'm a little bit scared of, of going with Wilton with this bench. Yeah, I'm really worried about it. As soon as I saw this, I was very happy that Teague Wilton's not in my team. Honestly, I'd... For versatility, I'd find a way to get Connor Tracy in there somewhere. But anyway. Connor Tracy's a guy I'd pick over Talakai, mate. Yep. He's a guy that's center. He's a, he's a seriously good player. He's a seriously good footballer. And I think un, it's just unlucky that, I mean, obviously it's good fortune for Talakai that he played so well last year, but it's just unlucky for he played Connor Tracy. Who, he played Origin. He played, and Connor Tracy played good Connor football Tracy last year in. until he got injured. Yep. So, I mean, Connor Tracy got injured. Talakai got the opportunity. Talakai kept it. And that's football. So that that happens, you know. When you get the opportunity, don't let it go. Yep. Um, cheapy. We're still talking cheapy at sub 350K. And Isaac Thompson's 330K, and he's been named on the right wing for the Rabbitohs. And that's a massive in for me. I think he's only named in about 14% of sides at the moment, which I think is crazy low. Um, he's a very good base stat player. You know you're going to get your 30, 40, 50 from him. It's a small sample size from last year, but I'm happy to run off the back of that knowing he passes the eye test for me. And when you're playing on a wing at the Rabbitohs and they shift the ball probably better than most teams in the competition, he's going to get some opportunities for sure. Yep. Uh, Not in my team at the moment. Um, The Jordan – sorry, the McLean to um, to Taruva has sort of cost me 75K, uh, which I could have used elsewhere in somebody like Thompson. I'm a lot more confident in Thompson than some of these other blokes out there. Uh, But they've sort of lined up elsewhere, sort of how I expected – um, they named Taff off the bench, um, you know, Davy and Shaq to come in at the edges. Uh, no Trent Peoples, I've noticed. <laughs> Still waiting for his price <laughs> yeah, rise, Yeah, no, 2025 does, Super League. Tommy Sangster deposit that one into your bank uh, account when, when that comes through? Or Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. I actually can't yeah, wait good. to start the next year uh, with a little price rise. So. <laughs> we'll get a little bit of an extension on our salary cap, I think, <laughs> I reckon. Um the one thing for me, this bench is a little bit strange as well. Blake Taff, 
playing as a utility, right? And then you've got Michael Cheekham, who a little bit versatile, but he's not the biggest bloke, so he'll probably play on an edge as well. Davey Moale through the middle, Shaq Mitchell. Uh, are they relying on Shaq Mitchell to play 30 minutes? I mean, this tells me that Cam Murray could be an 80-minute lock this year, which probably makes a lot of sense, to be fair. If he is, um, I'll find a way. Keon Kalamatangi, Jai Arrow. I mean, I don't think Jai Arrow plays 80, but Kalamatangi could. Yep. He could definitely play 80. And then you've got Totola and Burgess, who will probably rotate with Cheekam and Mawali through the middle and, and a bit of Shaq Mitchell. So, yeah, that, there's actually a lot of opportunity for someone like Davey Mawali, to be honest. Yep. Um, but, again, we've got to look at who's out at the moment and who's left to come in. And, and there's a couple of guys that are left to come in. And there's Harm Saleh as well, who's injured but not far off. So we've got to look at that as well. And, and do you risk Davey Mawali? Is he in your team at the moment? Yeah, he is. I'm tempted with Pele um, just for an extra 20K. I think... I did exactly that. You did that? Yep. 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 I found that I needed that 20K, mate, because I've got 2K left in the bank. I'm a bit more confident in Moali than I am Pele. I think when Sele comes back, Shaq Mitchell Mitchell drops off. Yeah. Yeah, I think Moali still finds bench spot, but I think his minutes decrease. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm a little bit worried about Moali, and I think there's maybe more opportunity with Lou Thompson going down that Franklin Pele probably sees a little bit more minutes, um, at least until Tavita Pangai Jr. comes back and then we reassess. Um, but I think when's TPJ due back? I think is it week four? Yep, four or five, I think, yeah. So we get a couple of price rises out of Pele at, at worst case. Yep. And then he can be that guy that rides the bench and makes you 10K a week and just plods. Yeah, you got to find a better guy than Blake Taff on your interchange if you have premiership uh, aspirations, I think. I think Taff is maybe good injury cover. Um, but, yeah, I don't see him really being versatile to play everywhere. What do you think? Yeah, no, not at all. He'll, he'll come on and play a little bit of hooker. Uh, they might use him at centre or they use him at the wing. The amount of uh, concussions, HIAs and, and issues like that that are coming up over the last couple of years, you do need a utility that is capable of playing pretty much anywhere, especially in the spine. So Blake Taft can do that, and I think that's why we see number 14 being a spine player more than a, a forward. Uh, it's very rare that we see a four forward bench these days. Um, I never thought I'd say that, oh, geez, they might miss Cody Nicarima, So Moving on. Um, like, Speaking of Cody Nicarima, the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. I love that. Um, speaking of teams who have no premiership aspirations, the Dolphins, uh, pretty much only relevance is Isaiah Katoa, and we called that one really well. So go go back and listen to the last episode that we did on our team reveal where we both basically talked about the fact that Isaiah Katoa was garbage and that he wasn't going to be playing. I didn't and call him garbage. I didn't call him garbage. I just didn't think Wayne would allow him to play. But, um, yeah, here we are. Uh, I did read another article today that it had come down to attitude and effort at training, uh, which I thought that Milford would be looking to revive his career, but I suppose he gets paid regardless. So, hey, here we are. Yep. Yep. It's uh, sad. Hammer I I loved Canberra. I love Canberra Milford. Yep. But I think that's where his career ended, to be honest. Yeah, right. Which is uh, quite sad. It ended in 2015, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for Isaiah Katoa. Good yeah, player. He's not Five in my team. Basement price, super coach. He's, he's not, not in my your team. team. No. Okay. 
I've so I was quite settled on my team, apart from the fact that I'm a burden out for Ponga last minute. But I really just want to like via Jules. I'm going to have a look at Dewey or Dwayhe. I'm going to have a look at Ponga. I'm going to have a look at uh, Tanner Boyd. I'm going to have a look at Robson, and I'm going to look at Brandon Smith. Now, before the first price rise, which honestly the Dolphins could lose by 50. I don't know if you can lose money at 215K, um, but Katoa's not going to get a lot of opportunity. Before a big price rise, I'm going to move down, and I have all these mid-tier, really good players, and I'm just going to drop the worst to Katoa. Mate, there's a lot of people you're looking at. Mate, you're, you're like that bloke that goes to the strip club and never pays for a dance, are you? Just sit there looking all night. No, no, no. I um, yeah. I flash me cash. It's all right. Good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no. The, like the, all those, all those guys. I'm looking for the worst player via jewels that I can drop down. So when Josh Schuster comes back, and when Isaiah Katoa um gets his price rise, I'm hoping I can drop two guys down. I'm already formulating plans to get Nico Hines. This is a 900K player. He is the most expensive relevant player at the moment. I have made a plan to have points at the moment, get points from day dot. I'm going to drop two guys and I'm going to have the money for Nico Hines. Yeah, that's why I only went down to Sam Walker and I didn't go any further. I didn't think about having Tanner Boyd down there and going real cheap at hooker or anything. Like I, I, I want to make sure that I have a jump in price that is small enough for me to make with a downgrade. Yeah. I think that that my mindset is I know I need to get Nico Hines. It's a matter of when. Uh, and I need to be able to make sure I can downgrade one player and upgrade Sam Walker straight to Nico Hines without having to make any extra trades or waste a boost or anything like that. So um, that's a really good point you make. Yeah, um, just keeping some options up because I tell you what, it's if Sam Walker comes out and averages 75, it's going to be a very hard trade. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I'm still happy to do that. I mean, Nico Hines could average 100 for the year. Yep. Yep. So, um, but having mate, a look, say Katoa. Yeah. Uh, he's the he's the guy that you could use as that downgrade. Schuster's mm-hmm. the guy you could use as that downgrade. Um, I think there's merit to not go with every single good cheapie because you can use them then. Uh, if a player or a pod or something or a mid range or a premium pod fails, you've got that easy downgrade option to one of those good guys before the price rise. Yeah, and I think I'm going to play all those four halves um, while we're waiting for a price rise for Katoa. Um, so hopefully I'm going to be a few points in front because I don't actually see Katoa scoring many points, definitely not many points. They could lose by 40. You said you were uh, in a chat today. You said that you were tempted to take the Roosters at the minus 44 and a half I line. <laughs> I did. It's $10.50 $10. sports bet. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah, that's Andy. Mate, if sports bet want to jump on, uh, <laughs> mate, we're avid punters. So. I didn't didn't want to earn the explicit tag this early, but anyway. Um, yeah, just ladder, ladder from 26 and a half, 36 and a half, and 44 and a half. Sounds good to me. Mate, the last talking point for the Dolphins versus the Roosters is Tom Gilbert starts at lock. And shock horror, Ray Stone off the bench. Um, that's a no. He's, he's I think, what, 28% owned or, or something. I think he's creeping up to probably pr- plus 30% owned at the moment, and that'll drop significantly in if the coming he was, days. If he, he he's, wasn't in my team, if he was starting at lock, he would be. Um, but, yeah, it's a no from me. Um, I just – the minimal – I think there's better options cheapies in the second row for that price actually cheaper so 
Rapid fire question for you. Nat Butcher or Egan Butcher? This is a loaded question. Egan Butcher because he's 100k cheaper. I reckon Egan Butcher is the better footy player. I've said it in previous pods. Yeah, but I think um, Nat Butcher's a better chance of getting 80 minutes. Does that matter? Yeah, because Nat Butcher's worth more money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, if Egan Butcher has a better PPM and is a better player and gets a better, better opportunity on the right edge, um, working with Luke Geary, does that – I mean, some of you this get news, to week one or week two? Some of this news um, that's coming out of Roosters camp and them asking for some salary cap relief, Egan Butcher might be here all year. That's what I'm thinking. Honestly, that's my that's my thought process at the moment. We've got Satili Tupanua that's going to come back, though, into this lineup. So we need to remember that he's due back and he will take the right edge role. Yep. So do they back Nat Butcher then to continue on Angus Crichton's edge or does Nat Butcher start a little bit ordinary or slower uh, because Nat Butcher played right edge last year? Uh, and do they just go with Egan Butcher and just let him roll on uh, when Tupanua comes back? Yep. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of question marks. Tupanua is due back round eight. I'll be looking. You're going to get some price rises out of Egan Butcher in that time. You're probably thereabouts with Nat. Maybe he goes up 50K and you're banking a fair few points. But, yeah, I think Egan Butcher is definitely the value pick out of that 480K. I think he's better than Teague Wilton. I think he's better than other 500K options. 500K is awkward. There is not much around 500k there. You're gonna no. you're gonna go cheap. You're gonna go Jermaine Hopgood. You're gonna go to Katoa. You're gonna go Loyera, um, or you're going to spend nearly 700 for blokes like Fafita and Camari and yeah. You know what? I'm look, I'm thinking about my team right now. I do not have one player in my team between 500 to 600 thousand. Just like certain, I do not. I'm gonna quickly look. Neither do I because I. No one between 500 to 600K. Wilton at 493, very, very close. Um, and Brandon Smith at 478. Yep. That's it. I've got three center wings above 600. Oh, oh sorry, you've no, got, you've got Turbo. Got Tommy Turbo. Yeah, you've got Turbo. Yep. We've got Turbo. So Which Turbo is, is my only ridiculous. player. Yeah, the fact that he's 577 is ludicrous. So, I mean, no one between 500 to 600K in any other position but where Turbo is right now. Um, that's a dead zone. It's a dead zone this year. Yeah. So uh, I'd be more than happy to just fade that whole 100K price bracket. Yeah. But, mate, let's move on. Let's uh, let's move on to the last game of the round. Can, and the can, one I, that just, I'll can be I just watching. make one note? Of course you can. No Jake Turpin in the lineup. This could be the last time. Mm. My team on NRL Fantasy is called Turpin's Haircut. I'm thinking about changing it to, I don't know, Luke Keery's fade or something. Yeah. Look, I mean, are you surprised that Jack Turpin's not there? I thought this is why they brought him in, though. Um, I saw um, Connor Watson go down. I saw them sign Jack Turpin. I saw him play in the trials, and, yeah, he's not there. Yeah, a bit of a weird one, isn't it? A bit of a strange decision. But, I mean, they they, they like Drew Hutchison, and he plays the same very similar role. He can also play at 5'8". He can play at halfback. He can play in the centres. I think he's more of a genuine utility. Uh, in comparison to Turpin. So it makes sense for me, personally. I, I like Drew Hutchinson. Yeah, could be good. Not for super coach. Just um, how stacked is this team? You've got JWH and likes like that still coming in. Um, yeah. Joey, Joey Manu's not in the team, and you look at 
Tupau, Suwalihi, um, Corey Allen, and Jackson Paolo. They're going to be great. And Corey Allen comes straight out, obviously, when Manu's yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he, the he's easiest a, thing. He's a great fill-in. <laughs> Name a better fill-in. Maybe in the next um, one, Aaron Shop. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, speaking of um, teams that have aspirations for the competition, uh, is West Tigers this year. Yeah. So from what we can see from this lineup, there's a couple of things that I note. Charlie Staines on the wing yep. is an interesting one. Obviously, with Ken Mamalo out injured, that's a, a pretty easy slot in, I guess. But there were a couple of options. Junior Tupo was knocking the door down for that that last wing spot. It looks like Staines has won that race. Um. Does he hold it? Does he keep it? Do you look at him or consider him at 370,000 dual position fullback center wing? I've had him in my team, and just from what I saw, no. Um, I thought he might have given Dane Laurie a bit of a run for his money, but Dane Laurie's looked pretty good. Um, I think he's meat and potatoes. I think when the Tigers have championships aspirations, there will be a different fullback in there. Yeah, no, it's fine for Charlie Staines I'm, just to be sitting on the wing. So, I never want to write off a left winger. Nofaluma will be on the right wing. I don't want to write off a left winger. In that, in saying that, three hundred and seventy thousand is a really awkward price. High three hundreds. I'd rather look at an Isaac Thompson in a better team um, who will get more ball and has better base stats yep. than a Charlie Staines. So, um, Sean Bloor also starting on the right edge. No, John Bateman. Is is the big talking point here? This talking um, might be a few weeks away. No. Oh, so what I've so what I've read, and obviously the media have jumped on this one pretty quickly, is that they've said, "Oh, there's this uh, ankle injury that he didn't disclose to the Tigers when he came over, and the medical didn't say it." Blah blah blah. And when he came over, he did his medical, and this ankle injury popped up. From from what we've heard from the, I think one of the champ, the head chairman of of the West Tigers, Lee Happy Pangelis, yep. has basically come out and said. Um, the only reason he is not picked in round one is cohesion and chemistry with the current squad. He hasn't had enough training sessions with this, with the main squad at the Tigers to be able to slot in in round one. And that is the only reason there's no injury concerns whatsoever. So I truly now, hearing that, believe that Sean Bloor could actually be a trap. Mm. And I don't want to believe it because I love Sean Bloor as a West Tigers supporter, but I genuinely think people that are seeing Sean Bloor start are going to get trapped in this Sean Bloor starting great and Bateman comes in in round two, takes that right edge roll and Bloor goes back to a 35-minute roll off the bench. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could be, especially if it's only a couple of weeks away. So if he's four weeks away, I'm all in on Sean Bloor. You get a price rise, he's 200K. Me too. Yeah, we, we're, we're living a fantastic life. Oh. Yeah, I'm just not sure what to do. Teamless Tuesday didn't help us. There's a couple of really tough decisions to make at that bottom dollar cheapy realm in the 2RF. Do you take Sean Bloor? Do you take Matt Dory? Do you take Bryce Cartwright? Do you take... Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Those those are the three that I'd probably look at, those three guys um, around that price range. Yep. Uh, it's tough. It's challenging. And then you got Kepi at 277 is your next jump, and that's a 40K jump, and usually people don't have 40K to play with around that price range. Yeah, and I don't really want to play a front row, oh, well, a lock or a guy that's eligible for front row in the second row, but I think Sean Kepi could be the exception this year. I think with yeah, Davy... Yeah, i like, down. Yeah, so Davy's probably... 
Davy and Pele are looking like better options than Sean Bloor. And, yeah, put Kepi in your second row. He's a second rower anyway. It gives you a bit of flexibility around the place. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm watching that very closely, and I'll have to make a decision on who that 230K cheapie is going to be in my team. So that's going to be a pretty bit tricky one, but I'm, I'm very hesitant about Sean Bloor knowing that Bateman is could be a week away. Um, mate, who isn't a week away and who's starting in round one on the bench as the fastest player on the Titans roster is Cam uh, Pereira. Yeah. Lock and load. Hold. Should Enjoy be the ride. Should be 100% owned. Any questions that you had about blokes like Philip Sammy and Shop? Uh, I think Sammy was a bit injured, um, and you know, I think I said on a previous podcast that he's somebody that might take his position. He's there. Everybody's back. Um, he's going to be there for the long haul, I think. He's there all year. Yep. I called him cheapy of the year in our last pod. Yep. I still believe it. I still think it's going to happen. I think he could push 600K. He'll make you 400. You hold him for the on your bench and you play him in favorable matchups, knowing that the Titans are a good scoring team. So that's that's the way I see um, Alafiana Khan Pereira playing out, mate. But Isaac Liu, you called it. You said yep. this guy might be an option. He was just smoky, wasn't he, when, in our Titans podcast? Yeah, and... He's only 390k. He's a super pod. He's 1% owned. I'm going to have a look at him uh, for classic. I did pick him up in a in a few drafts with the last pick. And, um, yeah, could be a play. I don't, I don't actually hate it. But, look, to be honest, I've got David Fafita in my team at the moment. I'm hesitant about having too many Titans players in my roster knowing how hot and cold they are. Yeah, um, that's but fair. I can understand the logic behind it. But the thing is, there's a lot of other better options in the second row that are either cheaper than him or probably going to exceed his points. Yeah, I just thought 390k, uh, 1.1. When you do a whole show on the Titans, you can't only say, you know, four names. So, yeah, you've got to throw someone out there. Um, Aaron Clark's probably going to take a, take a lot of minutes. I think that he'll be really good. Whether he plays them at uh, Jaden Campbell and Aaron Clark, like Aaron Clark's, Jaden Campbell, I'm presuming, is going to come in and play a little bit of the nine. Aaron Clark's going to come in at 13. Uh, you've got Chris uh, Randall with a niggling injury. Where does he fit in? I don't know if they would have. Oh, speaking of teams that bought people that they're not going to use, like Chris Randall, there's got to be a spot in there somewhere. Probably a bit better in defense than Sam Verrill's. But... Campbell's a weird one. Campbell, Jaden Campbell's a weird one to play at utility. Do they move? Okay, so they've got a few different options here. Do they move AJ Broomson? into the halves or something and give Tanner Boyd a rest? I mean, does Kieran Foran not play 80 minutes or something? Like it, it's it's really weird. You wouldn't use Jaden Campbell at nine. I don't think you would. I think Zan Verrills could easily play 80. I don't see why they would bring a guy in that doesn't play hooker and is a renowned fullback to go and play a random 14 utility position at they, a position he doesn't play. Are they just trying to keep him happy? Like, he's... Yeah, I honestly... Don't I don't know, know what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is. And that's the... That's what's going to go wrong for the Titans this year, I think, is that they've just got guys playing out of position. Oh, I think there's and going to be more than that that goes wrong for the Titans. But That's probably the tip of the iceberg, really, and, and then obviously it goes from there. But, yeah, a bit going on. Mate, the one – actually, the one person I want to talk about and the guy that I brought into my team, um, David Nopaluma. <laughs> You're kidding. He's in my team. I'm not kidding. I uh, managed to – so I had Greg Marju like I mentioned at the start of the episode, uh, thinking that he was going to get that starting spot 
at the Newcastle Knights on that left wing. Now, that hasn't happened, and that allowed <laughs> me to have a little bit of extra cash. Now, I didn't have much cash in the bank, but what I've done is I've gone from David Mawali down to Franklin Pele, seeing all of what's going on and seeing Luke Thompson go down at Bulldogs training. I feel like Pele might get extended opportunity there, and then I've managed to be able to find the cash plus $2,000 in my bank to go from Marju up to North Aluma. And that's my pod option. I'm a, I mean, I'm probably an orange-eyed Tigers supporter. Yeah, I was just going to – can you just take your shades off for a second, your orange shades? Let's look back. If you look back a couple of years to David Nofaluma in Supercoach, he was one of the best – actually, I think there was a year that he was the best um, centre wing in the competition. So I'm not upset about taking him. I think he's going to have a, a pretty solid year this year. Um, I think he's going to have a better year than he had in previous years. Uh, when we look back, let's have a look. 2020, he averaged 75.7 at center wing. He was the second best, sorry, not the best. He was the second best um, in the competition. So then he had a steep drop at 53 and 57 the last two years because the Tigers have been absolutely rank. Yep. So when the guy scores points, he averaged 65 in 2019, 75 in 2020. And we weren't exactly good then either. Yep. I'm hoping this is a team that he wants to play for and he's going to, you know, it's it's those early hit-ups on the first tackle and the second tackle where he gets his points. Um, and he, he I've runs back he, out of his own end. Yeah, and he hasn't really been doing that. If he can be doing that, it could be a big play. I'm a bit scared of the price tag. Like if he was 550, I'd be all over it. I'm looking for points here, I think. You've got to you've got to get to a point where you don't continuously look for cash opportunities. I think we need to look for points uh, on the scoreboard. And for me, it's not a point. Uh, it's not a score. It's not a cash opportunity for me. It's a point scoring opportunity. So two days ago, when we did our centre wing podcast, and you said, "Let's go with one premium centre wing, and then all the rest cheapies." Is it three? Three. Come at me. <laughs> Three center wing <laughs> premiums. But you know what? I've been thinking about this the last couple of days since we did that center wing pod, and you know what? The two guys that were filling in those positions that I didn't have as premiums, I did not feel confident about. Yep. I didn't feel confident about Charles Nickel Clockstad. I didn't feel 100% confident about Isaac Thompson. These these mid-range Hayes Perham, Charlie Staines, these 330 to 370 guys – I don't feel 100% good about, but I can tell you now that I feel much better about Nofaluma, Brian Toto, Valentine Holmes. Um, and honestly, that means I'm a little bit shorter in second row, but there are some really, really good mid-range options in the second row, and I can't say that about the center wing. So that's my thinking. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're going somebody like Tony Staggs at 5'11 or someone like that, or you're the <gasps> ultimate gambler and you go on Xavier Coates or whatever, I can see merit in it. I can. I was just laughing at the fact that you said that one center wing only. You got some big balls, mate. You got some big balls if you go on Xavier Coates, that's for sure. <laughs> Honestly, like if you, if it doesn't work out with Nofaluma and one of these 300K cheapies are really, really good, you're going to find yourself with 300K and a stepping stone to Nico Hines. Mate, I'm all for it. I'd love to hold Nofaluma all year. You've used a lot of um, Katol money towards Nofaluma too to go from like a nickel clock stat. Yeah. And I, yeah, I went down from Burton 
to Katoa, which freed up about 350000 I think, from memory. Yep. Uh, and that gave me so many options. You can do a lot with that cash. And then I've gone down from Nico Hines to Walker, which is another 270000 So I've essentially got five hundred and fifty to six hundred k to play with there to play a few upgrades, which I did. Yeah, we've had a very similar strategy. It's just that I did it with Kalen Ponga and you're doing it with Nofaluma. Uh, let's see who scores the most in the first three weeks. Little belt a bit. Pew, pew. I'm keen. <laughs> Little belt a bit. All right, so let's go. I'm keen for a belt a bit. We'll okay. go Nofaluma versus Ponga, who scores more in the first three rounds. Let's do it. Lock it in, Eddie. All right. Sweet. Mate, what changes have you made to your squad quickly before we wrap up? Um, changes that I have made. So I've had to get Taruva from McLean. I have had to drop down Teague Wilton, who was in my team. So I went Teague Wilton to Egan Butcher. I'm suddenly sitting there with Katoa. I believe I will change it a lot of times before then. I've still got Nickel Clockstad sitting there. Maybe he's the guy that makes way. Um, to spend some more money at second row. I'm just not real confident with Katoa. Pele's yeah, I don't a, need to rely on Katoa to score in points. He's he's purely a bottom dollar, cheapy free I mean, for I me mean, to be sorry, able to upgrade I mean, position. I mean Katoa from the Storm. Oh, Elisa Katoa? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah so I've bad. had to... I've, I've found myself having to spend 70K uh, to go from McLean to Taruva. I just wanted to see what my team would look like with... McLean, another bottom dollar guy that I'm happy to play with, um, to Katoa. I'm happy to probably play Hopgood. Maybe I just go cheap and bank a bit of cash and start working my way towards Nico um, because I'm playing Hopgood off the bench and I'm not playing Tanner Boyd at the moment or Stefano, and I'm pretty happy to play them in my reserves. Maybe I just go bottom dollar. I go into the season with 200K cash and see what happens. There's also merit to holding some cash in your bank, knowing that Nico Hines is going to be back and you're going to need that cash to be able to go up to him. I, I don't, don't – I, I mean, I don't know you're going to lose I'm, a lot of points between Hopgood and Katoa. Look, that 111K is nullified by the fact that Hopgood's so good. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I, I think he's worth more than 111K in difference. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Mate, we've changed a little bit and there's been a lot that's happened tonight, but that pretty much brings us to the end of our team first team list Tuesday for round one. Um, I'm sure we're going to be making a lot of changes. Mate, your your inbox is going to be flooded from me sending you about six or seven different teams over the next two days. So enjoy that. Um, but, mate, as we move forward, we'll move into the Sunday roast on Sunday evening. That'll come out live on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts every single Monday. We'll talk through the week that has gone, the super coach news and all things NRL. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So make sure to tune into that one. Every trade I'm going to make, I'm going to post on Twitter uh, at SC underscore Matrix. And I reckon you'll do the same. So so get on Twitter. Even if you just add in a couple, you'll get the notification of when we make a trade, our thoughts behind it. And, um, yeah, I'm sure after a couple couple skewies watching some of these games, I'll have something outrageous to say. So. Yeah, a couple of bolters, mate, and I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So uh, you can follow me at brain underscore FS. Um, or, and also follow the Molten Fantasy Sports Twitter at Molten FS. Um, so obviously all of our uh, notifications when we've gone live and, and when we've done podcast episodes and when they're going up on YouTube are there. So make sure to follow us on there, put the notifications on. Hit subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Follow if you're on Spotify or Apple. 
We've got NBA coming as well with Maddie Garrett, uh, lead fantasy analyst for the Molten Fantasy Sports podcast. is very exciting. And also the AFL boys, Mickey Dell, Rob Kennedy, Justin Herbie, those guys are doing a, a great job over there as well. And, and I think there's a couple of weeks, correct me if I'm wrong, until the AFL starts. I think it's the following so, week from NRL usually. So, yeah, I think it might be even a couple of weeks this week. So we've got a bit more time to get our teams together for AFL. As an AFL noob myself, the boys have actually helped me put my team together. Oh, the so, Lions. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, mate. The Orange team, they're, uh, <laughs> they're going to not come last this year. Nice. Nice. Neither are the Tigers, <laughs> I hope. The other orange team. Let's hope. It's funny I go for two orange teams, isn't it? Must be Greater Western Sydney or something. Yeah, actually, your beard uh, looks mate, a bit orange too. So. It is, but that's genetic. Can't really help that, can I? That's not a choice. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the Sunday roast. Uh, that'll go live on Monday evening. And until then, good luck for round one. Plenty happening. Hopefully, everybody has a good round one, but not as good as us. And uh, we will see you on Monday. Happy Teamless Tuesday. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 